Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. One of the more challenging aspects of deeply connected relationships is the need for compromise. In an intimate relationship, there are three separate entities interacting with one another, each of the two individual partners and the relationship that comprises the couple. Each of these has needs, dreams, and desires that need to be balanced and traded off against each other. If any of these is neglected or underserved, all three entities suffer. That makes it worth considering how to avoid such circumstances from occurring. In earlier posts, we've considered what it means to be in a committed relationship. One of the earmarks of such a relationship is that the partners have made promises to one another, commitments that have been negotiated and which each person in the couple can rely on their partner to fulfill. These commitments become the foundation for building mutual trust and a feeling of safety in the presence of their partner. Trust and safety are essential in any intimate relationship. They enable the sharing that gives substance to the relationship. Thus, commitment is a central component in deep connection. The concessions that underlie commitment are not always painless things to offer to one's partner. They are arrived at through negotiation between the partners, and they reflect what's most important to each partner. Basically, making a concession reduces one's freedom of choice to a greater or lesser degree. In making a commitment, one must consider what benefit the partner receives and what the cost is to the giver. Commitments are gifts that one partner gives to the other, gifts that one takes from one's personal treasure chest to become part of the partner's treasure. The value that a person transfers to their partner can be concrete or abstract. It might, for example, take the form of a regular slice of time that one commits to spend with a partner. It might also consist of a piece of mindshare or emotional commitment that one offers as a gift. The specifics really depend on what one's partner values or needs and what they request in negotiations. Because commitment involves a transfer of value, it's important that both partners really understand what they need, what they want, but may not truly need, and what the cost might be to their partner. In a well-functioning, intimate relationship, both partners perceive the exchange of value to be balanced. Each feels that their needs are being heard and met, and that they're not being asked to sacrifice more than they are able to. Compromise is a process of give and take. As such, it's usually the case that neither partner in a compromise gets all of what they seek. Indeed, if that were to happen, it would likely be at the cost of losses to the other partner. Such a lopsided resolution would probably cause the short-changed partner to feel resentment, and an accumulation of resentment over time can kill a relationship. Fairness is a minimum requirement for successful compromise, and generosity, beyond the minimum requirements of fairness, can make the love in a relationship feel real. Maturation is a label for the life process through which we learn how the world works and what it takes to create and maintain healthy relationships. It's a descriptor for what we learn in life's school of hard knocks. Most of us learn as children that blind selfishness isn't sustainable and that it comes at a high cost. We learn that attunement to others and genuine caring and consideration for them are key social behaviors and attitudes. We come to see the value of learning and exercising high EQ or emotional intelligence in dealing with others. The learning that we acquire in becoming mature adults is all relevant to our ability to make workable compromises in our relationships. 
the more life experience and learned insights we can bring to our relationships, the easier it is for us to walk the tightrope of appropriate compromise. Striving for maturity is a path toward acquiring many relationship survival skills. Perhaps the major constraint on the exchange process that occurs during compromise is that neither partner feels compelled to violate their personal integrity. That is, neither partner feels that they are being asked to do something or give up something that is essential to their well-being. Thus, for example, if one partner feels that an outside relationship is essential to them, the other partner will not issue a veto that requires them to give up that relationship, though the couple may negotiate boundaries for their relationship. Loving someone means not wanting to inflict avoidable or excessive hurt on them, such as the hurt that would occur if something vital were to be taken from them. To avoid sacrificing core needs, one needs to know what those needs are. That, in turn, requires solid self-knowledge. It's sometimes difficult to discern what one can give up or agree to without compromising one's integrity. It's natural to want to please one's partner, and those who are more generous, or perhaps less secure in one's relationship, may be more tempted to go too far. I know that situation all too well, as a lifelong giver who was taught the virtues of giving and the flaws of being selfish without regard to the cost to oneself. Only with age, experience, and much reflection did it become clear to me that being a good steward to oneself is as important as being in service to others. If someone truly loves you, they will not knowingly ask you to sacrifice something that they know is very important to you. That suggests that it's important for the members of a couple to discuss what's centrally important to each of them. The partners can use the resulting knowledge to ensure that they don't ask too much of each other. In some relationships, and in certain circumstances, a member of a deeply connected couple may conclude that they truly need something from their partner, specific boundaries around behaviors, or limitations on other relationships, or time allocation requests, or other possible challenging requests. The other member of the couple may have equally strong feelings that the request would constitute a compromise of that partner's core needs or values. What then? Such a situation can develop in either of two directions. It may be that, through open-minded negotiation, both members of the couple can relax their requests and resistance to the point that some compromise solution becomes possible. For example, they may agree to redirect some time and energy from one relationship into their own connection. That's a happy resolution. In contrast, neither partner may feel able or willing to give ground. For example, one of the partners may simply be unwilling to make a promise that they're not sure they can keep. They might consider such a promise to be made in bad faith and at risk of causing future hurt. It's possible that such a situation could cause an irreparable rupture in their relationship. Should that happen, the couple could decide to redefine their relationship, such as by reverting a romantic connection to a platonic one. If that proves to be impossible, though, the couple is only left with the possibility of parting ways with as much goodwill and understanding as possible. The alternative is an acrimonious separation, which is never an attractive option. When a collision occurs between the needs and desires of the partners in a relationship, it's important for both partners to assess their differences realistically. Often, that is easier said than done. When we're caught up in the throes of pursuing something that we value, such as hanging on to a treasured relationship, we may find it difficult to accept what might be irreconcilable differences. None of us is eager to accept a situation in which what we want may be unattainable. 
Such might be the case between someone who's committed to retaining the freedom to play the field, coupled with a partner who insists on staying within the boundaries of a monogamous relationship. If both positions are entrenched, there is likely to be no mutually acceptable resolution to such a stark difference. Unbridgeable differences can't be reconciled through compromise. In such situations, the partners in a relationship may both face ongoing pain and frustration. Bitter as the medicine is, it is probably better to either end or change the form of such a relationship in order to put the partners out of their misery. As we all know, in life not every story can have a happy ending. Recognizing and ending an impasse frees the partners to grieve the loss of their relationship and then to refocus their energy in new and potentially more satisfying directions. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group, the Two Open Doors meetup group, and the Two Open Doors website and blog at twoopendoors.com. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. Two Open Doors